0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz
1: every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at quiz.fox.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, a focus on the border, where once again, a record has been set. More migrants have been encountered by agents crossing into the U.S. illegally in December than any month ever. Close to 300,000. And that doesn't even include the gotaways who are seen crossing but not stopped. Republicans in Congress call it a crisis. Holding up a bill to provide military aid to Israel and Ukraine unless it includes stricter border policies. At the the day... Secretary of State Antony Blinken and the head of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas went to Mexico and they said they had productive talks with President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. And more talks are planned in the coming week. Now for the Rundown podcast that went out Thursday, we talked to Fox's William Lajeunesse, who is based in L.A., but has been at the border covering this crisis many times. He's even gone deep into Mexico talking to some of these migrants who come here. Now, our conversation was too long to include in Thursday's segment, but today we can let you hear it all. And we thank you for coming, as always, for the final Rundown Extras of the year this weekend. And we hope you keep coming back in 2024. Have a safe and happy new year. And now William Lajeunesse on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us again on the Fox News Rundown is William Lajeunesse, Fox News senior national correspondent based out of Los Angeles. Certainly watching very closely the situation at the U.S. southern border where we've seen a record wave again of illegal immigration. And on Wednesday, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas went down to Mexico talking to the president, Manuel Lopez Obrador. Uh, about the situation uh, um, and the migrant crisis and all of that. First of all, William, thanks very much for joining us again.
2: Oh, Thank you. Appreciate it. So
0: these talks, what's what does the White House hope to achieve with this visit?
2: So the White House is basically acts, asking Mexico to do something we have not done ourselves, which is deport asylum seekers. Once they get here, as you know, there are certain protections under U.S. law Um, that uh, entitles them to an immigration hearing. However, if they never get here, then that's something, something we have to worry about. So the White House is asking Mexico to do several things because, frankly, the border right now, despite what they say, is not secure, is out of control. It's chaotic. We've seen the pictures. Don't believe the White House. It's not true. So what do they want? Number one, we want Mexico to resume deportation flights and buses that they have both from the interior but as well as at the border. You've seen the pictures, we have uh, migrants camped out along the south side of the fence. They're in shelters in Tijuana and Matamoros. Um, Mexico used to do some deportation but they ran out of money uh, several months ago. So we want them to resume those flights and those uh, buses taking people back down to Central America, dropping them in Guatemala or other Central American countries. Okay. Number two. There is something known, and I've, I've been on three of these caravans before, originating in um, uh, El Salvador as well as Guatemala. Um, and you begin walking, you walk, you walk, you walk. But after a while, you know, walking is very tiring. So you look for one of two things. You look to hitch a ride on an 18-wheeler, uh, get in a bus. And when I say a bus, there, there aren't like the big tourism buses we have here. They're usually basically vans. Uh, that people use there, get in a, get a van, um, pay some money. Um, or you jump on the Beast, which is a train. And there, there are several different rail lines that are north-south that you can get on. And those trains, they obviously have to slow down or stop at different, at different points to pick up more cars. And uh, they're loaded with migrants. So uh, we want Mexico to start throwing people off the train I mean, not literally, but yes, right, right. kind of literally. <laughs> right. Well,
0: um, I, we've seen pictures of them. they just ride on top. In
2: some cases, is they that ride them on top? They ride between the cars. If, they, if, if there's any door open, you get in in the um, in the bed of the uh, the rail car. It doesn't matter. I mean, this thing's going you know 40, 50 miles an hour. It's the fastest way to, and cheapest way to get the United States. So, in the past, Mexico has policed those at the yards where they know these things are going to stop or slow down because of a turn, but typically where they stop. I've been in several, I can't even remember the name of the towns, but anyways, yeah, um, you'll find the migrants basically sleeping under a, um, a stop train, and when it gets going, boop, you hop on, and off they go.
1: Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his All-Star Panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now, some um, of these border crossings, William, last yeah. week, several days ago, we had closed an Eagle Pass and an El Paso entry to some of these trains into the US. That has been reopened. But that becomes another issue because you are dealing with trade. And I know in Nebraska they were upset because they export a lot of soybeans and corn down to Mexico. So that's another issue.
2: Well, that actually is one of the reasons that precipitated this trip. So all of a sudden, the Mexican Chamber of Commerce essentially went to the AMLO administration and said, listen, we're losing $100 million a day in commerce because of all the maquiladoras as well as other exports coming from Mexico into the U.S. They're our largest trading partner, right? Um, Or we're their largest trading partner thereafter after Mexico. But nevertheless, they were losing money. And you're right. We were shipping corn and uh, sorghum and alfalfa south to feed their livestock. And so suddenly, businessmen on both sides of the border said, hey, you know, there's one thing about these immigrants. Don't care about them so much. We got, we got, we're losing money. So that was part of the impetus for this. Okay, number three. We want them to increase the number of interior checkpoints. Again, I've been there. Uh, there are a number of different spots like a toll booth um, on Mexican freeways where th- they'll put Mexican immigration agents backed up by police or federales and they go get off the truck, right? You know, Because you got semis, you got 18 wheelers, you got dump trucks, you got all kinds of trucks with people either in them or hanging on top of them. So. Uh, Put in these checkpoints to make the migrants get off. They got a bus over there on the side of the road. Get in the bus. We're taking you back. Third or fourth or lastly, there are these to get through Mexico legally. You need something called a permiso. It's, It's a visa. It's good for 90 days and allows you to travel in Mexico, quote, legally. So we're asking Mexico to stop issuing these permisos for the Cubans, the Haitians, for anybody else who's trying to go through Mexico legally? Otherwise, the police can stop you anywhere, take you off, rip you off, throw you back. But if you have a permiso, you're good for 90 days. So Mexico has has been limiting, and we would like them to stop or limit the number of visas they give to allow people to transit Mexico. Hundreds of thousands of people use Mexico. It's a highway. It's a freeway of migrants every day, right? So we look at these caravans and go, oh my God, there's 15,000 people here. You know what? There are more than there are tens of thousands of migrants traveling in Mexico every day. And they're not in a caravan, but they get here anyway.
0: Now, the caravan that has been talked about, it started just several days ago. That has up to 10,000 people in it. But as you mentioned, I mean, we had more than 10,000 cross the southern border setting a record in one day just last week.
2: Right. Right. So. What, what happens, and in, in, uh, I'll tell you how these caravans work, um, they gain people. The farther they go north, especially at least, I'll put it this way, into central Mexico, because a, a migrant generally has to pay a, a smuggler. It depends on where they contract with them at these plazas and these little towns and so forth. Uh, there's usually a, a cartel recruiter there. Uh, you want to go to Chicago, um, give me 10 grand and I'll make sure you get there. And and the cartel will make sure your transportation's okay. But if you don't want to pay the guy, you're going to eventually pay the cartel as you get closer to the border. But these caravans allow people to move en mass, and the Mexican police can't pick them off because. For and I I've been at the at the head of the spear, if you will, with these caravans. And up ahead, there'll be Mexican police or military with riot garb and shields and guns and batons. And they're going to have to break this up. Well, you know what you do? You put the women and the children at front and you prevent that violence. Mexico does not want the video going out around the world especially in Latin America, of Mexican police beating people with batons. So it doesn't happen. So as that caravan can move north and mass in kind of a protective way, it also saves you money because you don't have to pay the cartel until you get closer to the border. Now, once you get to Tijuana or the RGV or or, um, Reynosa um, or El Paso, you're going to have to pay money to get across the border, but I can save you a few thousand by walking in the caravan.
0: Okay, so you I you know, you talk about being there seeing all this. How do they get fed? These migrants, I mean, they come here, they don't have a lot. How how do they eat all the way as they go through Mexico? How what, what happens?
2: Well, believe it or not, well, well some have bring some money. Uh they sleep on cardboard outside in parks. I mean, it's a it's a it's a horrible, it's a it's a horrible life. It's a horrible way to get by. There's no sanitation. There's it's um it's horrible. Um, there are often volunteers uh, and restaurants that will put out money for the migrants. There's a lot. There's a great affinity and sympathy and empathy for these individuals. They've And so you'll go to these little towns and the caravan will be outnumbered the town you know, five to one. But the town will produce food and put it out, not just at shelters and churches, But even around the town square, and in most of these cases, there's a square and migrants can get free food, if you will, that way.
0: Well, that's incredible. And as you talk about the sympathy and the empathy, that might make it a little more difficult for Mexico's president. I mean, what does he want out of these talks Hmm. with the U.S.?
2: Well, the peculiar part in this didn't. It makes some sense because if I was down there, uh, you know, four years ago for AMLO's election or whatever it was, the presidents in Mexico get one six-year term. Um, He comes from the hard left politically. Um, He was good friends with uh, uh, Chavez of Venezuela. Um, He's what he's asking for in return. And I'm sure there's more. Well, there's money, obviously. Right. If I'm going to do this, you're going to pay me. And and frankly, it's cheaper for the U.S. to to pay Mexico to do its dirty work than for us to do it, frankly. But besides the point, um, he wants the U.S. to lift sanctions with Cuba and Venezuela. He wants to normalize relations within the Americas. And he sees himself as a leader. I mean, Mexico is the largest country within Latin America until you get down to South America, per se. But... um, Technically, they have more influence, if you will, than the smaller Central American countries. And if he feels that he can regularize um, migration and relations with Cuba, Venezuela, Mexico, and the rest of Central America, that's a good thing.
0: Is that partly, you think, why, William, we just had a prisoner swap with Venezuela?
2: Oh, I thought thought the prisoner swap was more about oil. Okay. But, But I don't know. OK.
0: All right. Um, no, I mean, I, I know that we're trying to have freer and fairer elections yeah. in Venezuela with and supposedly President Maduro down there is allowing that. But I I didn't know if Mexico's president was was behind the scenes on that.
2: What I could say on that, though, is it's possible in 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 lifting some of the sanctions from Venezuela, what we would have wanted in return is stop your people from coming to our country, because, I mean, there is, as you know, a mass exodus uh, from people from Venezuela, their economy is horrible. There's no jobs. There's a lot of there's, there's a dozen reasons to leave Venezuela and, and coming to America. And we had to give them temporary protected status, communist country. Uh, they weren't taking their people back. I definitely think it, as well as potentially oil, there is an immigration um, uh, element to, to that um, as well.
0: And one last thing, when it comes to all the border crossings we report and the record surge, there's a lot of a lot of gotaways. A lot of migrants we don't even know and we don't keep track of. I mean, always a, there's a backlog of immigration court dates for the people who do get allowed to go into the U.S. But what about those who we don't know about?
2: Yeah, what about them? Um, yeah, there's hundreds of thousands of gotaways. So so I've been in these um, spent a lot of time on the border and uh, been in the uh, command center, if you will, where where it's a huge room and there are hundreds of TV monitors. Um, on the wall. And then there are like dozens of guys sitting around at computers and we're looking at these and, and there are uh, hundreds of cameras across the border, right? And, and they're automatic and they slew back and forth. And when they get a hit on movement, it will stop, it will zoom in on what that is. Is it a, is it a deer, is it a rabbit, or is it a human? And then there are, we have thousands of sensors across the border as well. So we know when people are coming in, it doesn't mean we can go get them. Number one, you're busy you know, handing out diapers, uh, processing people, and you're doing 15 other things. Um, there's only X number of guys per shift. I think Malusian reported last week, we had like one agent for 500 people in, in Lukeville. That's amazing. I mean, and, and so guess what? Lots of people are getting in, and they're in these remote areas in the canyons and the arroyos and the mountains, and we can't get them. It's hard enough as it is when you've got you know, drones and full manpower and Jeeps to get out there and meet them at these certain roads to interdict them. But when you got nobody and you're just busy transporting people, it's a free for all.
0: William Lajeunesse, Fox News senior national correspondent based in L.A., of course, been to the border and in Mexico numerous times. Great to hear all the stories and the info. Thanks for being with us.
2: Oh, you bet. Thank you.